0: Good afternoon ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GE podcast brought to you by we are Cavan. For today's show we're going to be looking ahead to Cavan Roundtree Clash in the Talchin Cup where they take on Offaly in Glenn Lennon Brothers-Pierce Park tomorrow afternoon, 3 o'clock throw-in. Um, we'll also be looking back on Cavan Camogue's victory in the All-Ireland Premier Junior Championship where they beat Wicklow down in Avondale at the weekend gone by. Uh, we might start off with the Camogie Paul because uh, it was a great win for Cavan, I suppose after the disappointment of losing the Ulster Intermediate Final after extra time to Antrim, um, good way to bounce back with a, with a convincing win for sorry seven goals and twenty points to one goal and nine. Um, that's that's the sort of bounce back you want, isn't it?
1: It really is, yeah, fantastic. you were at it, Damien. Tell us about it. I know it was in the garden, the garden of Ireland, and on a beautiful day. You were saying you were up in the Wicklow Mountains, and it was absolutely scenic. It was class. It was absolutely
0: beautiful. I don't know. Have you been the Ratrum in Wicklow before? I don't think so. No. For your history lesson, you probably know it. Who 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 was born in Avondale House? Parnell. Yes, Charles Parnell. And there's a lovely statue at the edge of a playground. I had the kids with me and everything. Um, so there's a statue at the edge of the playground, which is in the middle of a town, which kind of comes up at the very, very, very top of a hill. Beautiful town. And then the GEA 8 Club is Avondale, GEA 8 Club. So you're just on the outskirts of the small town and a beautiful setting, summer's evening. Um, people getting sunburnt all over the place. So I was talking to... A lad from Kiligary who looked like he takes the sun fairly all right. And a lad from uh, Lara who doesn't take the sun very well and, and was, was covering up, was wearing hoodies and everything just to make sure he didn't get bored up in the in the high mountains. But the game itself, Cavan started well. I suppose the, the surprise landing was the omission from the team of Aaron Galligan, Shanice Fitzsimons, Tina Riley, who would be three regular starters on the team. And we'll hear from Philip the Gunner in in a few minutes' time. But in the first half, Cavan, without the three uh, girls, still were were in control of the game. They weren't playing really, really well, but there were there were there was a, a noticeable difference in maybe the quality of the player in, on the Cavan side. Uh, they hit four goals in the first half. It, it the halftime score was four, eight to one goal and seven. Um Hannah Fitzsimons with the first goal after a, a pass by Roisin O'Keefe. Then Joanne Moore got the second one. O'Keefe also assisting that one. Uh, Joanne Dowling hit the third goal on the 14th minute. That left it one goal and three to three goals and five in favour of Cavan. Um, then Dowling hit the second one after good work by Roisin O'Keefe and Sinead McKenna. Uh, or hit the fourth one, or second one and leaving is just going in at halftime, as I said, 4-8 to, to 1-7. The, the Wicklow goal coming from fake Corrigan on the seventh minute. Second half then, um, Cavan brought on Aaron Galligan and Shanice Fitzsimons, and any signs of Wicklow getting back into the game were, were completely dispelled after nine minutes. Cavan took complete control, Hannah Fitzsimons... Or, with a with the fifth goal of the game um inside the first minute after a mistake by the Wicklow goalkeeper. Um Sinead McKenna with a point, Joanne Moore, Roshan O'Keefe, and uh Claudia Keenan, as well as Niamh Keenan with points all in the first nine minutes left at five goals and thirteen points to one goal and seven. One score then for Wicklow on the eleventh minute. Um a free from Katie Terrell brought the the deficit down slightly, but then it was six more scores in a row for Cavan. Um, a goal from Niamh Keenaghan after a really clever pass by Shanice Fitzsimons. Uh, two points from Shanice Fitzsimons, one from Clodagh Keenaghan, one from Sinead McKenna, one from Roisin O'Keefe, left at 6-18 to a goal in eight. And then the seventh goal for Cavan came from Niamh Keenaghan after another Tyrrell free uh, for Wicklow, two points down from Clodagh Keenahan in the closing stages, completed the scoring. And it was an utterly dominant second half. There was only one real side in it in the second half and, and Cavan controlled the play completely. So um, they'd be delighted to get up and running. They have a month to wait until their next game or four weeks to wait until their next
1: game. But yeah, it's not ideal, is it?
0: No, no. Although that that's my thought, But as we'll hear from Philip the Gunner, um here in a moment. He he seems to think that it may give him a chance to get some injuries cleared up and strengthen up the panel. So he's he's looking at a Mayo style um comeback here in terms of that he'll be better in a month's time than he is right now. So let's hear from the Cabin manager I caught up with him after the game. First half was tight enough but you still had enough in, in the locker in the first half to be well a
2: front in half time but second half was just utterly dominant by Calvin. Yeah, we I suppose the last couple of weeks we've been maybe starting a little bit slower, but uh, they, they played all right. We probably weren't clinical enough in front of goals and we gave away an awful lot of frees the first half. And I, think that's, I think they got maybe six out of seven frees and the goal again was a mistake. We batted it straight down to them, so you know, the second half was better, a lot better, and uh, the push forward from the puck-outs, and, you know, we dominated around the middle area, so it was good the second half, all right.
0: Yeah, that second half, I was just going to say, between the half-back line and midfield, stepping up and not giving
2: Wicklow any time on the ball, it, it, it meant the Calvin were able to keep them pinned in. Yeah, we raised the intensity a small bit around the middle, and there was nearly hunting and packs, there was nearly three or four going for a puck-out, and I think we moved it quite well, and then we got a goal or two, maybe one or two lucky ones. But then the pints flew over, which is good. And we probably had a couple of goal chances, but we popped it over the bar too. And. Overall, you'd be happy. Um, Wicklow are, you know, they're down in the lower division, so you know we can't write too much into the opposition. But in general, we can down for the win. We come down for a good enough performance, and, and that's what will bring us on the next couple of weeks. How important was it to get that performance today? I'm sure it was disappointment after losing that intermediate us ter- title last weekend. Yeah, we actually had two great performances the last two weeks. I just think the standard we were playing at was a lot higher than we've probably ever played and our Armagh's improved again and Antrim was very good. There was a couple of seniors down with them, so... They were good, but we still should have won. And it's probably disappointing we didn't take our chances. I think today we took our chances and we got them, but... Uh, look, the performances are good. I think a lot of girls, a lot of people around the county don't realise how high a standard we've been playing at this year. Uh, Division 2, and I think people just take it lightly, but... Like they're really good they carry a team, and they're like there'll be of them will be fighting up for senior level, like you know when they get up there, and that's the level we've been at, so why we haven't been winning, and it's very hard probably in the confidence when we're not winning, but the standard we've been playing at has been actually very good, and the last couple of weeks has started to come to fruition I suppose
0: yeah looking looking at it, then you now have a month gap between this game or four weeks
2: between this game and when you play temporary I, it, that's far from ideal preparation, really is it? It isn't, but we've a lot of injuries. We've uh, three or four girls out for the season. Um, you know, one done her Achilles. She's out for a year. Sophie Slow broke her hand. Rebecca Fitzsimons uh, tore her MCL and PCL and every other ACL or anything but the cruciate. Emma Fitzpatrick's out for a couple of weeks of torn hamstring. So we have a lot of injuries. Like we only had uh, 19 togs out today, and we need to get some girls in and probably a few girls back from from injury to to play but it's probably not the worst timing for us this year we haven't really trained much in the National League we've probably only done about 5-6 sessions so we sort of spaced it out the last couple of weeks it's all about balance I think the last while we knew we didn't want to come back too early Um, we sort of wanted to give Ulster a bit of a go but wasn't the be all and end all and today was the match we were sort of concentrating on and the next couple of weeks we'll have great training and we'll have one or two challenge matches so I don't think it's the worst thing in the world earlier on the year I was... Definitely disappointed mm. because it was such a long gap. But I think from now on it's it's you know your real championship mode, and it's a great place to be.
0: A Couple of big decisions before the game. You left a few big name players out. Uh, they come on in the
2: second half and added to it. But what was the thinking behind it? I suppose we set standards last year, high standards. And if if you don't reach those standards, or if you have an individual standard and you're not reaching it, then you you have a chance that you're not going to be playing. It's it's the quality of players we have and it's the standard and the level that we're playing at. and You know, the girls have been probably really good the last couple of weeks, but not as good as they can be, and I suppose it's just a lesson to everybody that anyone can play, and your city place isn't safe, and it's just to, to show girls that they have to put in the best uh, effort and best standards to get a place on the team. We have a really, really good quality team, and, you know, the girls just know that. I, again, it's just a personal decision, I just thought they could be doing better, and in fairness, they accepted it. And come on and done a job and they'll fight for a place in the next couple of weeks to win it back i'm sure i think that, that was probably the one thing i'd say as a manager when they did come on in second half they had an impact so you got a reaction yeah definitely you know Shanice done very well up front you know we brought her out a bit and she got in a lot of ball and again Aaron and Tina done the job but it's just it's what you have to do i suppose you need a bench too and you need people to be coming on to be able to change a game and we have a great Great panel. Uh, it's just about keeping that high standard, and, and we need to be to be able to compete with Tipperary and Clare and our man. That in this division, it's we need everybody in the one, the one boat. I suppose at the one level of intensity. So, it was a hard decision and a tough decision, but uh, it proved right today. But uh, we just have to push everybody on the next four weeks. Best look, thanks. Thank so
0: two points. I suppose the the the, the big one there is. He doesn't shy away from letting um, or not starting Shanice Fitzsimmons and Aaron Galligan and, and, and Tina Riley and just saying that when standards drop, that they've got to play at their at their highest standard to to make sure that they make the team and, and make the team better. Um, So a brave decision by him because it's three very big players, but he wants to set very high standards.
1: Yeah, I have the him for that. Like, uh, is Erin the ca- the captain of the team this year? She has been the captain of the team for the last couple of years, Yeah. As as I know. So,
0: it wasn't my- on the program that she. Yeah,
1: captain. I think she has been for the last few years. Anyway, obviously, like when Cavan were getting promoted out of the leagues for a couple of years in a row, Shanice Fitzsimons was absolutely unmarkable. And I did, I was, I did notice that she hadn't been scoring as much as she was. She was getting hat tricks uh, and two goals here and there to beat the band that time. So. Um, you know, sometimes maybe players can get very settled in their positions, and it might be no harm to to do something like that. Cavan should be beating Wicklow at this stage. Like I was just looking at Wicklow's results; like they played in Division Three of the league, and they lost. They beat Loud and then they were they were well beaten by Roscommon and Carlo. and then that dropped them into the Division Four league semi-finals, where they lost by three points to Mayo, who lost the final by three points to Tyrone. So. Kevin should be beating Wicklow, considering Kevin did in the higher league division and so on. So, they did exactly what was expected of them, and probably did a little bit more as well. They with a little bit of panache. So, I would say Phillips a happy man now this week. He's made that big call, and it was justified because he still got the results. And you can be sure that those players will will probably bounce back. And um, you know, sometimes it's just a little shock to the system is no harm, even though it's harsh. And yeah, a lot of managers won't publicly say. They'll give. They'll give some sure. other sort of a reason, but uh, oh, it's an injury or a rest or whatever. Uh, we want to give someone else game time, but Philip is quite quite right open there. That a couple of players maybe just lost a bit of form, so uh, you have to admire that about him.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely the honesty and 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 from what I understand, he's honest with the players when he's when he's telling them and he's talking to them. There's no there's no hiding behind it. the, the, the gamble in it is. What is the player's reaction and I'd imagine Philip has calculated exactly the type of players he's talking to because I don't think any one of those three players are the type that'll walk away or cry or moan they're just going to get stuck into it and, and and work harder um you know they they they'll be disgruntled I'm sure any player who's dropped is always disgruntled but I'm sure that they'll uh, they'll they'll have the right reaction and and we'll see uh, an uptake in, in the level of performance again.
1: So one one yeah. thing before we move off to team, I mean, when when I was looking up Wicklow online just to get a little bit of information about them before the game, um I noticed they're sponsored by a company called Pure Irish Ice, which is this is not an ad here, right? <laughs> but it's it's a it's the first high volume ice manufacturing business in Ireland. I didn't know there was such a thing. So fair play to flat. But by Jesus, there's a press release on the website and it, it is cheesy now, I have to say uh, one of the lines is "With ice in their veins and ice in our name, we really have created the coolest partnership." <laughs> <laughs> I, love I love it. I thought of you when I read that. Even you wouldn't write something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't have the brains
0: to write something like that. That is that is pure gold. Um, absolutely brilliant. King will be sending down press releases now to to the PRO and Calvin of of
1: of all three codes. Thankfully, um, okay, and and Handball. Don't forget the
0: handball. they sponsor the handball as well now,
1: yeah. Well, in fairness, I was actually talking to someone, um, from Monaghan, and they was saying that there's a big thing in handball, very slight aside here. There's a big thing in handball at the minute that they're clamping down on, and rightly so, is players not wearing proper matching gear. Um, the thing we have in handball, the problem we have, is we sort of skip the club grade to some extent, that level of competition, and a lot of the provincial competitions are an open entry. So you can go and enter, no matter what your ability, you can go and enter an Ulster Championship with some grid. So players are sort of automatically county players. That's the way it is in Ulster. In other provinces, they have a rule where, where a county submits one or two players to the provincial championships. But anyway, what that has led is, lads are rocking up to play in, in Ulster Championships and they're not properly kitted out. And sometimes these lads get through to an All-Ireland series and it looks terrible. Like It really looks bad, especially in doubles if they were in a, you know, Ragball Ball Rovers outfit with matching not matching jerseys and so on. So I was discussing it with a fellow from Monaghan and he was saying like the Monaghan would be a pretty strong handball county. And he was saying that you know they're trying to put something in place to make sure that, that every player is properly kitted out and so on. And I was telling him about the the link up between the Cavan County board and Calvin handball. And I have to say it's exemplary. They they provide about a hundred jerseys to, to Cavan handball. It's usually every two years. The handball doesn't take the piss like they don't go looking for uh, surplus gear that, that's not needed to go back to them every two maybe or three years sometimes and they give a load of gear uh, shorts jerseys half sips stuff like that and then it's great because if you have juveniles coming on and getting to finals and doing well but well, there's a stock of gear then that the cabin hammer committee has and immediately you're giving kids gear for getting to finals which is recon- recognising their accomplishments as well and and our players are the best pl- turned out players when it comes to to uh, all our finals or us to finals so uh. Yeah, just when we're on that side of side, I have to give a tip of the hat to the county board for that, and to Kingspan obviously. Who? And Kingspan, yeah, Kingspan because it's Kingspan's logo is blazing on it, so it's yeah. it's, a, it's a good thing.
0: It is a great thing. It's a great thing. Um, okay, moving on. I I I, I tell you what, your ability to cut handball into <laughs> conversation is second to none, absolutely <laughs> second to none. I don't know how you manage to always do it, but it's a talent in itself. Um, talent in itself. Cavan are going to have to use that talent to beat awfully. In Glen and Brothers Pierce Park tomorrow, um, it's going to be warm, it's going to have every sort of indicator of a championship feeling. The time of year, the weather, but does it have a championship feeling for you? It,
1: it doesn't really. I'm gonna be honest like it, I, it doesn't really. There's not much buzz around about it around the county. Now, I'd say one thing. Even though there's a lot of games for game's sake in this competition, there is something at stake in this game.
0: There is but
1: the winner doesn't have to play next weekend. Yeah, and that's going to save a lot of energy and and effort for whichever team basically gets a, a week off and gets a buy into the quarterfinals instead of having to go and play some team. And it'll be a sticky game as well in the in the round of twelve because you don't know who you're going to get and. Uh, you know, it, you'd probably be going in as favourites, but it'd be kind of a lose-lose game. If you lose, it, it's a disaster. If you win it, well, what have you achieved? Really, you've only you've only got to a Talchon Cup cup quarterfinal, so that that is a prize in itself for winning. Um, so there's that. But I, I look, we can't compare it the championship. We better talk about James Smith leaving the panel, Damien, because it's a massive story. Um, and I made the point to someone during the week, who's a a, a big talisman guy. I said. Let's be realistic here. Would James or any starting player have left the panel if it was an All Ireland quarter final coming up and not a Talchum Cup quarter final? I honestly would have to say I don't think so.
0: Again, I can't argue. I I, I thought the same point actually, you know, and I don't know what what you do to change that. I think it's only time. It's only through time that people will realize the value of it. Whoever wins this Talchum Cup will 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 celebrate it. Will will get away on a team holiday and, and all of those things being repeated that happened for Westmead, I think will will help the competition. But at this point in time where we're at, I don't think I I, I, I thought the exact same point if, if we were preparing for an All Ireland Sam McGuire group stage game even, I don't think that 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 James Smith would walk away. Now again, maybe maybe I'm doing the disservice to James in saying that maybe there are valid reasons and this is one of the points i suppose to make in it i haven't spoken to james smith so i don't know the exact reason you're hearing different rumours of of reason but i wouldn't even regurgitate any of those um but what we can be sure of is that he's a loss he, he is a loss to the group and for whatever reason he has decided to step away it it it's not a good it's not a good thing for the group no matter what way you package it
1: no, it's not. It's not. He hasn't been playing well. Um, let's be honest about it. He hasn't been playing well, but that doesn't diminish his his standing as one of Cavan's best players. Like he he had a, he had a decent enough game against London.
0: I thought um, he did. Yeah,
1: he did. Yeah, in fairness, like he got a couple of points and he he was involved in something. We were, and we did make that point, like that that it was one of his best games in a while because he just had gone through a sticky run of form. But to view the importance of James Smith, you only have to look at the stats from last year. Like last year, Calvin played 16 games. He played 15 full games and 65 minutes in another. So there was only five minutes of, of regular play that Calvin played in the entire season that he wasn't on the field. So he was arguably, from that point of view, he could have been the most important player. To it. Uh, I don't think there was any other player that played the minutes. Even Raymond, I don't think, played as many minutes as James last year. So uh, that's that says it all. When he's fit, he starts. I remember talking to someone who... who uh, had been talking to a member of the Donegal management. I won't give away too much, but this was maybe a year after Calvin beat Donegal and the Ulster final in 2020. And your man said, What really caught us out was James Smith. We hadn't made enough contingencies for him that we, we didn't realize how good he was. Like he did a lot of damage to Donegal that day. Yeah. He was very good in that Ulster final. Like that's three years on now. Um, it's amazing to think that the Calvin minor midfield from 2017, 2017 who played in the All Ireland final against uh or play the Ireland semi final against David Clifford's carry It was big news for two of the two midfielders this week. Rona Patterson who we'll have on the pod next week. Uh he he's gone to play American football with Monmouth University and James has stepped away from the cabin panel. So I, I think it's a big blow and with David Brady injured um who was the other who's the other midfielder? And, and the Maguire's injured. Uh that's two lads that have got game time and and that are midfielders. Um Killian Clark has, has been playing brilliantly in the full back line. He's probably going to have to go back to midfield now, or maybe Garold goes to midfield. What do, do
0: you do with somebody like Ryan Donahue?
1: Got or, like, or Ryan Donahue, yeah. Don't want to disparage Ryan. maybe Ryan Donahue. But like we're light on midfielders now because you've Thomas Calligan's obviously not on the panel as well. Um I'm trying to think of other lads who have featured at midfield in the last few years. Like Evan Fortune got a couple of games in midfield back two or three years ago. Like he's he's not on the panel this last while either. Um, even fellas like Paddy Mead would have been an option there when when they were on the panel a couple of years ago. We at least have lots of options for, for that position. I, obviously, Conor Brady is there as well. And he, he's going to start, I think, midfield. But, you know, of the fellas that have played midfield in the last couple of years, Paul Grahams, another who, who played in the Championship in 2020 midfield, he's gone off the panel. Liam Buchanan was on the squad for... for um. All those Ulster Championship games in twenty twenty. Our now midfielder. He's gone off the panel. Mick Argue, who is six foot five. And I know Kavanaugh tended not to play on midfield, but he can play midfield. He won an Ulster Minor Championship midfield. Uh he's gone off the panel. So we, we are light on options in that in that position.
0: We mm, we we definitely are. We're, there's no doubt about it that we're we're light on options. And like Brian O'Rourke would have played on the twenty midfield for us but we haven't seen him play at midfield for for Cavan when he came in he, you know the game time he got this year was more in the forward line so um I don't know whether maybe he's an option for the middle of the field but it's it's definitely something that 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 is causing a problem it's going to cause a problem and a a selection headache but in that problem is an opportunity and I suppose that's what the rest of the lads would be looking at and saying Right, well, you know, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take this opportunity now. You know, they're looking for somebody. I'm gonna step up into that role. But um look looking at the the betting on it, the bookmakers have a Calvin are gonna win this one two to seven, seven to two. Um and they still have Cavan as favourites to win out the competition, two to one over down at ten to three and me at eleven to two. Um but I'm, I'm starting to hear a lot of people talking about Down as the, as the Talchon Cup favourites um, on, on national podcasts. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details.
1: Well, Kevin Egan, in fairness, who has been pretty much on the money in most things he has said in our podcast Um he picked out Darren when he came on to preview the Tatcher Cup uh before it started. He 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 liked Kevin, but he said no Darren are the bet. And you know, Kevin did make the call though that, that Wexford would top that that fourth group, which didn't come to pass or isn't on, I don't think he can can come to pass now, but they did get a draw against against Fermanon the first day. The other one call he made on Twitter, Kevin, was he said that Wexford would beat Kilkenny in the in that hurling right. match last weekend, and I don't know what the the odds were, but they they could have been five to one for that game. Like they're after being hammered by by uh, Westmead, and we th- we always talk about the need is greater. But this man's an actuary by trade, and he puts all that emotion aside that we love them in, and he looks at it coldly. And he said, in all his years, which is over twenty years working in the betting industry, and then now in journalism, he c- he can't really remember a game, an intercounty game where one team really needed to win. And the other team had nothing to play for. Where or or where the team that had nothing to play for actually won the game. Yeah, so it's it's that stark. So there, that is a big factor in games. But, um, yeah. What was I saying there? Sorry, I went on a tangent again.
0: About the about the betting with Down.
1: Yeah, so Kevin fancied them from the start. You'd have to fancy them at the moment. Look to have the bit between their teeth, but at the end of the day, Kevin did beat them by ten points a couple of months ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and therefore. That's, that's why the bookmakers are looking at this.
1: But are we stronger or weaker than we were then? Are we playing better or worse than then?
0: And are they stronger or weaker than yeah. they were then? Are they playing better or worse? The, the, you know, the, the reverse is, is very applicable here. I I know from talking to a source in Down that has relatives two, two relatives on the Down senior panel, they are gunning. They're absolutely gunning. The Taliesin Cup isn't about the Taliesin Cup. It's about getting a rattle of and because the the whole tunnel incident has been used as fire, or as as petrol for the fire. Remind uh, me of that one again. So do you remember the halftime incident where uh, a member of the cabin backroom team collided with with? Oh Lavin. yeah,
1: I forgot about that actually.
0: Mickey Donnelly, the coach of the Down team, received a suspension for that.
2: Okay. Um,
0: so they're 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 very very. Uh, determined to get a wrap at Cavan again so um, you know and, and I think that this is kind of what maybe is needed in the Taliesin Cup that there's a little bit of a rivalry there now and and even talking to Cavan supporters the, the manner of the down supporters that they didn't sit well with the Cavan supporters we, we heard a lot of them over in the diehard mm-hmm. service getting in contact with us and saying how the you know the the lack of sportsmanship by the down supporters was 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 something that they noted. So there could be a little bit of a rivalry here coming up. And if if Cavan are going to make sure they keep on top of Down, they're going to have to play well. So I think, and you can't just turn it on. That's where I I think that this weekend becomes important. That we've we've stumbled through the first two games. Really, to be fair about it, like Leach didn't. You know, in the first half, they created a bit of a, an obstacle. Second half, Cavan were in control, but Cavan didn't play massively well, didn't play really well against London. You know, they're still well down the gears, but we've got to see Cavan hitting top gear fairly soon um, if they're going to hit top gear before the, the, the this competition is over. So I think that's where tomorrow becomes very important. Top the group start to show signs of the way Cavan want to play and are going to play and remembering that Cavan last year weren't good enough to win the Taliesin Cup because they didn't play at their best. Now they have got to show this year to win the Taliesin Cup we've got to play at our best.
1: Yeah if if me beat Darren uh, this again Damien, <clears throat> does that mean that Cavan could get Darren in the quarterfinal?
0: Oh gosh! Now you have me on that. I don't if Meade
1: Mead beat Darren, Mead go Mead go to a quarter final, so we can't play them. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to a preliminary quarter final. Yes. So I I would imagine that we, we could get down in the quarter if Mead happened to beat them. Yeah, yeah.
0: In in, in theory, you definitely could. If once Cavan win or get a point against us,
1: I think there'd be a good chance of that because I don't think we can play any of the other teams to top the group. So that rules out three. So that that's leaving four teams. And you can't have a repeat fixture from the group stage. So that's ruling out another potential team coming through, uh, uh, or even possibly two. Two, yeah, exactly. So there'd be If Mead were to beat Darren, there'd be a decent chance we would have Darren in a quarter, which would which would be a very tough quarterfinal. Uh, but I don't think Mead will beat Darren. I haven't seen the betting on that, but I'd imagine that game is... It's that game in Paranel Park. It's a neutral venue, yeah. I think. Yeah,
0: one o'clock tomorrow.
1: Yeah um in Parnell Park. So
0: they and down are the favourites. I had it there a minute ago. Um down a four to seven mead seven to four. So um that's a, that's a great opportunity for Mead, I think, in fairness. With a young team, it's a shot at nothing. Um with with no massive consequences. I I think that, that this could be an opportunity for Colin O'Rourke to to show that He's making progress with the team. The only thing is that there's nothing more certain. This game's live in GA Go, uh, but they're not more certain. Down will park the bus. They've watched anybody who's followed any part of Mead um, knows that the teams that park the bus against them are are going to get the win or have done so far this year. So Down are definitely going to play 15 players behind the ball. The way they came to Kingspan Brefney, they're going to do the exact same in park. Or in Parnell Park tomorrow afternoon, and handmade show that they've improved enough to to break down a mass defence like that. So that'll be an interesting one too.
1: Yeah. Before we talk about the off the uh, Damon, there's a piece I saw in in the Irish Times and I sent it to you during the week. I sent it to another couple of lads as well. I said, "Who does this or this analogy remind you of, or this description?" Uh, it's talking about how Wexford have uh, have well, the, it's the phrase that. Journalists, I think it was Sean Moran in the Irish Times he he said they've been losing altitude for the last three years which is a lovely turn of phrase and uh, he, he gives the reason so they, they won a Leicester championship I think four years ago uh, I'm pretty sure it was four years ago but it says for the last three years Wexford have been losing altitude why? partly because the team has aged with its core players Wexford won three Leicester under 21 finals between 2013 and 2015 and reached two All-Ireland finals in that time so almost identical to Calvin. We won four and reached one All-Ireland final. Seven of the starting 15 against Westmead. This is in this terrible defeat that Wex- Wexford hurlers had against Westmead. Seven of the starting 15 against Westmead played in those teams. Again, almost identical in terms of the makeup mm-hmm. of our senior team. Before that wave of talent came along, Matthew O'Hanlon, Jeremy O'Keefe and Liam McGovern were already established on the, se- on the senior team. For the last decade, they have been the heart of this group, all Warriors. But for how much longer can the weight of this team rest on their shoulders? That really did remind me of Kevin. I'm not saying it's exactly applicable, but it reminded me of Calvin in a way that you know it's very similar. And like he was making the point that, um, you know, the, the, before that wave of talent came along in the last three lads around the twenty ones, uh, there was other lads already established. And I suppose for us, you, you could say Ray McGalligan was was on the senior team and. Geroen McKerner was on the senior team as far back as 2011. And Riley, Martin Riley was already established. Yeah, I forgot about Martin. So, like, mm-hmm. it, it, is there. Is there something in that that... I, I do remember saying from the start this year that what Kevin needed more than anything was four or five new players to come in, put pressure on lads for positions and, and rejuvenate the whole thing. Like, that hasn't really happened.
0: I thought you were going to come round at that a slightly different angle and say... Wexford have shown that there's a massive performance available so Calvin can do the same.
1: Well, that's the the optimist on on the podcast saying that. And the the pessimist is saying that.
0: I suppose there is something to it, Lee. These lads can't be expected to go on forever. And and definitely, you know, the physical... Nature of the game, it's going to take its toll and, and it's going to be more difficult the older you get and the more miles you've got on the clock at that stage. So, um, having said that, I still think it's the best conditioned team we've ever seen in Cavan Jersey. So, it will be just interesting to see does that help the longevity of, of a lot of those players? Mm. Uh, does, does it help to spread it on a wee bit further?
1: Well, when it came to the Armagh game, there were very few new fists in the Cavan team. <laughs> Now we're seeing um, Tiernan Madden is back in the team. Ryan O'Neill is in the team. Ocean Brady, even though he made his debut, this is towards season like he made his debut in championship in twenty twenty one, but he's essentially new and that he's starting. But we didn't really get the four or five new players. Maybe that was just uh, utopian thinking that we might get four or five players that would would be up to it. But Niall Carroll did come into the team at the end of last year. Um he was in it for the latter rounds of the Tatcha Cup last year so I know maybe there's something in it as your man says Warriors definitely lads who have given it their all over the years but how long can they be expected to keep going for and when you lose James Smith there it doesn't help things at all really like that's one of the younger lads that you're looking towards to I know he's well established now but he's still young and you would be looking towards him to to be there to build, build your team around really like, like yeah. we've seen some of the performances he has put in have been extraordinary. Like You think about the county final against Kingsford, the game that was televised on RT, he did some amazing things in that game and he's done loads of great things for Cavan. He's done some headless things too. He's still learning his trade to some extent and as a midfielder, you kind of expect that. Um, But he'll be going on 24 now, so it's a pity that he has stepped back from it because you'll be looking at it saying the next couple of years now, we'll see him at his very best. I suppose the best we can hope for is
0: that he's only stepped away temporarily. Yeah it's it's not something that goes on into next season. because. But it's
1: funny though, Damien, what, does it speak to a wider malaise there? Because he has trained all year. I don't know when they start training, but I imagine they're starting training well before Christmas. And to train all year, and you get to this time of year, and the sun is splitting the stones. And I was out walking with the dog yesterday and there was kids training on the, on the school pitch in Virginia. I actually said it to, to Valerie. I was like, I'd love to be 14 out here kicking ball again. Because yeah. they're just that's all you want to do is be out kicking ball in the sun. Like that's why you play football. So it's a funny time to step away from the panel. Yeah. that
0: That is the one thing that really baffles me. Like one, one, one lad said it to me and put it into, <laughs> into, into carpentry terms. It's like building the house, getting, getting all the, the wood set for the roof and, and everything in place and then just not putting on the slates. You know, you're that close to finishing It, it there has to be a, a fairly
1: <laughs> well, we, we, we have oh, to take Mickey Mickey Graham out his word and Mickey was quoted in The Gaelic Life saying that it's work commitments Okay like, And he's you know, self employed He's, he's self employed He's a carpenter He works for himself like, And we're not we're not criticising him Like no, no. nobody thinks that we're criticising him It's just if anything we're complimenting him because he's such an important player and a very talented player I don't know he's had a sticky run of form but like but again, we're 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 judging
0: that run of form. He held his place the entire way through that what we would say a dip in form, but he was still good enough to be starting. Like oh, yeah. it, it, it's from a very high base that we're saying that you know he he's not playing to his best. He he's not he's not playing well, but that's that's well enough to be definitely nailed on as a starter. Um, you know, at the moment. So I
1: I, I remember it, saying on the pod about two years ago that I think he'd make any team in Ireland and some people ridiculed that comment at the time and then he started to play really well and then okay he lost his form but I think his his performance ceiling is so high Mm. like physically he's he's just freakish like he's so strong he's got such an explosive burst he's so good in the air um and he can score. And he and I still maintain he is a goal scorer, even though he hasn't got one for Calvin. That's a major anomaly because he's got rakes on the edge and everything else. You, you will be sick
0: if he doesn't come back in the next couple of years and start scoring goals. Like I'm, if, I'm, if he if he finishes now county football forever, <laughs> your your credibility is shot. Yeah, yeah. He'd,
1: he'd, be, the best player, he'd be the best player since Sean Johnson not scored championship goal. He'd, he'd probably score ten for Crush Law in the senior championship there.
0: I still I, I, I and I'm I'm by no means questioning anybody on this, but I still don't think like if it's work commitments, you're only talking about five more weeks, you know, now maybe the next five weeks are just so hectic for him that it was impossible, but I, I, I just would have thought this, you know, it's summertime. You've got the opportunity to bring in a couple of lads, give you a hand for work that are and finish college for the summer and, you could negate that situation. So I wonder is maybe is the possibility that there is more to it than just that or maybe or, he's
1: burnt out. Maybe he's maybe bored it's burnt out like and maybe he just you know the last thing he wants to wants to do is go to training and maybe he's just been run into the ground. Like not everyone's cut out for it. Some lads don't enjoy it. Some yeah. lads love it. And some lads find it the training end of it a chore. But it's just funny that you get to this stage where I, I would imagine it's going to be more games based stuff at this stage, but yeah, his own decision. And hopefully, he'll come back because he's he's a brilliant player. Yeah, without without a doubt, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Look at at
0: some stage, we, we we may catch up with him in a post match interview in Crush Law's championship where he he'll, he'll spill the beans for us all. <laughs> <laughs> he might be let talk to us. Um, <laughs> uh, no, look at we 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 wish the lads the very best look. I still think Cavan have enough to to go out and get the better of Awfully at the weekend. Looking at their Performance level over the previous couple of games, I, I think that Calvin have enough to. Was
1: well, you know, this one? Yeah, they have. But I, like, would you back Calvin at four to one on Damon? No, no. I, 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 think that's that's definitely skewed. I, I remember Mickey Hannon making a point, um, before Calvin played her own in Enniskillen in, in twenty eighteen in a qualifier, which was played in a heat wave, as well. And he made the point that three conditions might, might produce freak results or freak things might happen because who knows how people are going to react they're not used to playing at that intensity in this heat because we only get it for the odd day in the year yeah. and like that day Kevin actually had their, their best performance against their own in, in, in some time but the other thing is after they have the under 20 all Ireland final in, in the Hurling on Sunday there'll be a big focus on that the county is on a bit of a high from, the, from that point of view they actually have one player um, who would be with the seniors who's Cormac Egan but he's with the under 20 Hurlers but um, and since Michael Dagden t- took over, that's their their third All-Ireland final. They've been been in an all ireland final every three years. Uh they're in the under-twenty football final in 2021. They're in the minor hurling final last year. And now they're in the under twenty hurling final in twenty twenty-three. Which is which is great great stuff, like really. It's a, it's a fantastic transformation. Um talking to Kevin Egan, he was telling me Jordan Hayes might make an appearance in this game. He was their starting midfielder and he went away on a tour of duty with the army and he's a smashing player. And there's a bit there's actually a big tradition of of football and the army in that part of Offaly going, going uh hand in hand. Like um Kevin was telling me Peter Cunningham off the panel last year he was away on a tour of duty. Anton Sullivan's an army man as well. He would have been away missed a lot of football earlier in his career. It's interesting and it, it, it kind of again exemplifies the way Offaly is just two counties in one sort of he, there's no army tradition in the Hurland area at all but it's it's tied right. into the football area it's just it's just something that they have Um Kevin gave me an unbelievable stat and like this has to be advantage Kevin obviously three Offaly lads went to America after they were beaten in Leinster which sort of tinned out the panel a little bit when they had to go to their bench against Loud, especially when the game was going into extra time they were really, really struggling. Like though they, they hadn't much there, and of the fifteen that started, extra time against Loud, only three of those lads had played more than three championship games coming into this year. So it's totally inexperienced. Even six fellas on, on that were on the field at the start of extra time were actually in their fourth season of championship football, which is extre- extremely inexperienced. Obviously, you know, um, that Jordan Hayes will have that the midfielder if he comes back, but. Maybe that's something that the bookies are reading into it too, but I, I I think it's going to be sticky, but I I would like to think Cavan would win it.
0: Yeah. I think so too. I, I, I don't I don't see it being an absolute stroll. The only way I, I I see it being a stroll is if Calvin hit top gear. And I haven't seen Cavan hit top gear since round five of the league. Um so that's quite a journey back to to remember Cavan playing really well. Uh or was it round it was around four, round four, round five. Kind of they they were playing good football at that stage. I think that's the point where Cavan will have to hit that top gear to to run away with this one. I think personally, but um and 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 if they do hit that top gear, I think it could be a a ten point win. You know they're 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 good enough to do that, but. Will they actually go and go out and execute it? It's it's just the
1: unfortunate that we don't have the consistency of performance at the moment. So, well, it but, would it would be a really bad sign if Cavan were to lose. to haven't beaten them so comfortably in the league in Tullamore. Like Cavan ran away with that one, even though Awfully actually put up a good score as far as I remember that day. But Cavan still won the game very much at their ease. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. So,
0: okay, it's two thumbs up for. For Calvin Seniors. Um, don't forget to check out our Diehards podcast over on Patreon.com forward slash we are WeAreCavin where we were looking back over all the all-county football league action from last weekend. I also got a few comments sent back in about we looked through all of our underage finals that took place from on the 20s, 17s and 15s. Um, we were looking back over those games that took place in the last week as well over on the Diehards service. So you can... Get all of those over there, Patreon.com forward slash We Are Cavan. We'll have our matchday diary out over the weekend from the Cavan Offaly game. Talchon Cup matchday diaries are the joy of Paul Fitzpatrick's life, so um I know he'll be excited about doing that one or being involved in that one anyway. And we'll be back to the podcast next week as well for all our reaction and to the to the Cavan Offaly game over in Longford. Thanks so million for your time, Paul. Thanks, much Thanks everyone for listening.